Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for I'm going to tell you this again because you've heard me say it before. If you can't stand for Jesus Christ now, what chance do you have to stand when there's no relief at all and you're running for your life? Today's the day of salvation. This is the day to go, okay, I'm going to serve God. I know what the end looks like. So till the end, it's going to be horrible. That's why it's called the Great Tribulation. Millions of people are going to be killed. But you know what happens during that time? Millions of Jews come to the Lord. Do you send a message to all of those you come in contact with that you are for God and not against Him? Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to consider their commitment to Christ. As the end times approach, the faith of all believers will be tested more than ever before. Are you ready for that? Does your life today reflect one that is completely committed to Christ? The decisions you make today will shape your decisions and habits in the future. The Lord is looking for followers who are willing to choose Him first, no matter the pressure, no matter the circumstance. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he continues with his message entitled, God's Prophetic Calendar for Israel. Jesus die for himself or you how many know that Jesus died for you that's why you're a Christian today he didn't die for himself he didn't have to die he was perfect he who knew no sin became no sin for us so the prediction was 490 years before that Jesus would die at the end of these 483 years in that period that's exactly listen that's exactly when he died now how important is that do you know that the Bible is 100% correct? That's huge. Because the Bible says, if you accept him, you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Mm, no, it's no, mm, it's exact. It's going to happen. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Guaranteed, if you're from Louisiana, it's going to happen. Now, the people of the ruler, notice the verse, the people of the ruler who will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. Who are those people? Well, here's the second thing. Write it down. This is the second thing that's predicted 483 years before it happened. That Jerusalem in 70 AD would be destroyed. Well, that's exactly what happened. 35 years, Jesus made this prediction. While Jesus was here, he said to his disciples, you see the temple? And it was beautiful. It was massive. He said, there won't be a stone left. 35 years or so before this happened, Jesus made the prediction. Here's a prediction 483 years before. Now, what happened is Titus came in. Titus was the head of the Roman army. 
So the Romans took over Jerusalem, killed millions of Jews, destroyed the temple. So understand, the ruler that will come is reference to the coming Antichrist, uh, who will arise out of the same army that destroyed it. The army is Roman. It's the revived Roman Empire. The Antichrist, during those seven years, will be that one that comes. He will be rise out of the Roman Empire. That will start the seven-year period that's left. Now, notice the last part of that verse. Look at verse 26. All of us, war will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. And so it says, until the end of the tribulation... Israel is always going to be somehow in war. The Jewish people, it's just going to happen. Right up to the end, they'll be involved in fighting, persecution, and death. It's just given. And that's been true to our time right now. So here's the last period. We've had a period of notice as you've gone through this. Very simple. All the way through as you've gone through. Here here we come to the last one. What is the last one? Period number three. It's seven years. Now take a look at this timeline. Where are we today? When, when Jesus came and the Jews were put on the side, the clock stopped, it's the church age. You'll hear what we're supposed to do. This is the church. So this is the time of the period we're at right now. We're in the present church age. Now, when, when that started, uh, God said, well, I still need people to witness that there's one true God and there is a savior that could come. Who did he give that to? To us. Now, when the church was started on Pentecost, how many churches were there? Were there Presbyterian and Methodist and Baptist and Catholic? How many churches were there? There's just one church. And their whole goal was to what? Present to a pagan world that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Your sins can be forgiven. There's only one true God. Same message. Jews put on hold. Gentiles have it. By the way, if you're here, you're part of the church. Church isn't a building. Church is people. So that starts. Now, What's going to happen? There's one day, the trumpet will sound, and if you're living, in a second, you're going to heaven, and you're getting a new earthly body. I'll take that right now. Hallelujah. You're going right to heaven. And why are we going to heaven? Because after the Christians are gone, what happens? Now, how many years did I say was left? Seven. Good. I'll say it again. See, more of you at the other campus can shout out. How many years that are left? Come on. Seven. Okay. Let's see if you're doing any good. Seven divided by two. Well, that was less than the seven shout. Come on. Three divided by two. Okay. How many? Three and a half. The tribulation is how many years? Seven actual years. It's divided into two equal parts. Three and a half, three and a half. Now, are the Christians here during the tribulation? No, because we're what? Woo! Caught up. We going to heaven. Can I hear an amen? How many like the rapture to happen right now? You just leave it. You say, Pastor Mark, didn't finish this sermon. I wouldn't have to hear it anymore. I'd like it right now. Oh, shut up. Be quiet. I'm doing my best. Now, many times we think, God, just let's have the rapture right now, would you? I want to ask you a question. What if the rapture ha- happened 15 years ago? How many of you go out of campuses in Vieira and Sebastian in Melbourne? How many of you weren't a Christian 15 years ago? Let me see. You were not a Christian. Look around you. Are you glad that the rapture didn't come 15 years ago? Hallelujah. So see, God has a timing. We don't know what it is. So here comes, here comes, and this this tribulation is going to last 
all, uh, seven years, and I'll explain this as we move through. The be- first three and a half years are going to be really pretty good. What happens during the first three and a half years, just picture this in your mind. The Antichrist comes. He promises peace for the whole world. Nobody can do that, but he'll be able to do it. And to the Jews, he will allow them to rebuild the temple on the Temple Mount. So the Antichrist will allow that to happen. And then you're going to see in the middle of this, something happens. It's horrible. It's called the desecration of the temple. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. And then at the end of this, who comes back? Look down at the bottom. Jesus comes back to this earth to set up what? His kingdom on earth for how many years? Millennial means a thousand. All right, let's see if you get this. This is not a math question. This is a definition question. Millennium equals a thousand years. So how long will the millennium be? A thousand years. And where will that be? On this earth. It'll be like Garden of Eden, paradise. At the end of that, there's a final judgment when Satan, I mean, when devil is finally destroyed and put in the lake of fire. And then what's the last word? Eternity. How long is that? Mm. We don't even understand that at all. I have trouble with 173,000 myself. So at, at that, this is the picture of what's happening, the return of Christ and all that. So where are we this morning? Let's see if you're right. Where are we? We're in the church age. Who's responsible to take the gospel to the world? The church. You and me. Exactly. Now, we'll take that down. Did that help a little bit? Hopefully. Okay. Now, look at verse 27. He, the Antichrist, will confirm with many, talking about the Jewish people, with many for one seven. So the Antichrist does what? After the rapture and the Christians are gone, he makes a, 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 a covenant. And he says to the Jewish people, I'll protect you for the next seven years. You'll be fine. I'll allow you to build the temple. You can worship again. You can do all of this. It's going to be great. And then what we see that's very interesting, as he's making that specific thing to the Israel, he's promising during the, and the people don't know, the Jewish people don't know, it's really only going to last half of the covenant. But they don't know that. They're taken back. They think in their minds, somebody's going to allow us to build the, the, the temple, and it's going to actually happen. They're, they're ready to build it now, but they don't have the rights to do it. They've got all the equipment. When you go to Israel, we go to this crazy place, and they have all the equipment. They have all, exactly as it was in the Old Testament. They have all these things built. They're ready, but they can't do it yet because the Antichrist hasn't come. Now, the Antichrist is going to come because the world's looking for a man of peace. He's going to appear as a man of peace, but he's not. You already heard all that. Now, these Jews will then say, wow, maybe this is the Messiah. And so they're going to sign the treaty. But during the tribulation, as we head to the middle of it, look what happens. Now, this is Jesus speaking while he's on earth. We're not even worth 2,000 years from that time. Watch what Jesus says. So you, when you see standing in the holy place, what's the holy place? It's going to be the temple, the new Jewish temple. Jesus says this. Here's a warning. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation... What does that mean? I wrote for you in the bottom. Abomination causes desolation. It's the dedication of God's temple in Jerusalem. Now, look at how he finishes that verse. Spoken of through the prophet Daniel. Did Jesus believe that Daniel, the book of Daniel, was biblical? 100%. He just put his stamp on it. But notice what he says. The Jewish people have this. 
The book of Daniel. He said, let the reader understand. See, if the Jewish people today would go back and look, they would see that Jesus gave a warning. That this that is going to happen in that seven years isn't really going to happen for seven years. There's going to be a problem. So when he calls that, he says, there's going to be something happen. You're going to to be allowed to worship. You're going to be allowed to have new sacrifices. You're going to think, this is it. It's fantastic. But look at the end of verse 27. In the middle of the seven. When is that? Come on, you did the math. Three and a half years. He will, the Antichrist, will basically say to the covenant, forget it. He's a liar. He's a great deceiver because he's run by Satan. And he, he will put an end to their sacrifice and their offerings. And on the wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Halfway through, the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel. This begins the great tribulation. And the Antichrist will step in and say to the Jewish people, I'm not allowing you to offer sacrifices and worship to your God. And he sets up in the sanctuary, the Jewish sanctuary, his idol. Now, one of the Ten Commandments says, have no other God before you. The Jews know that by heart. He sets up his idol and he says to all the people, not just the Jewish people, but all the people during the tribulation, you will bow down and worship me. And the Jewish people go, "Uh uh-oh, we've been wrong again. We missed. This isn't the Messiah. We are wrong again. And God begins to open the Jewish people's eyes. Whoa, we crucified the real Messiah. Wow. So what will happen as you see all of that taking place when they finally come to their senses? It's amazing. And when he sets it up, what will happen to the Jews during that tribulation? The three and a half years are left. Who is the main target for the Antichrist? Every Jewish person. He will go at them everywhere, and he will try to kill millions of Jews who will accept Christ will be murdered, killed, as that goes through. Now, understand something important as you think about this. When this is taking place, you say, well, why is it going to be so difficult during Antichrist time? Well, basically, when you see that, there's amazing things that are going to happen. You and I, you and I cannot, cannot understand this. Uh, if you're there and you're worshiping God and all of a sudden that stopped, what option do you have left? Well, when you start to worship him in the temple and declare who he is, what, what does that do to you? It, it does this. During that seven years, there's going to be one world government, one world economy, and one world religion. You just saw the one world religion. They didn't know that was coming. And who's the one at about? The Antichrist. Worship me. So if you don't worship him, what do you have to, if you refuse to worship him, you're going to be killed. Christians are going to be killed. People will be saved during the tribulation. But what, what precludes you being killed? You take the mark of the beast. 666, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. See, when, when that takes place, when the one world government takes over and the one world economy takes over, how many know today when you go to the store, you say to them, do I swipe my card or put the chip in? How many know? And there's a little sign, put the chip in. Well, how's the chip going out there? Well, in those days, 
If you don't have the mark of the beast, what can you do? Nothing. You can't get into a store. You can't buy anything. You can't get a job. You can't have any medical care. There's nothing that will happen to you. You say, well, that's not a big deal. Not a big deal. You have a three-year-old. There's no food. There's no milk. There's no hunger. There's no food. There's nothing. There's no medical care. What are you going to do? You have nowhere to go. You have no resource. Zero. Well, what's the temptation? I guess I'll take the mark of the beast. But if you do, you're sealed for eternity. But what's your other choice? Run. Hide. Try to eat berries. Do something. And the Jews will run. Many people think they'll run to Petra. Try to get away from the Antichrist. See, I'm going to tell you this again because you've heard me say it before. If you can't stand for Jesus Christ now, what chance do you have to stand when there's no relief at all and you're running for your life? Today's the day of salvation. This is the day to go, okay, I'm going to serve God. I know what the end looks like. So till the end, it's going to be horrible. That's why it's called the Great Tribulation. Millions of people are going to be killed. But you know what happens during that time? Millions of Jews come to the Lord. 144,000, it's not Jehovah Witness in case you're here, 144,000 are Jews, 12,000 Jews of 12 tribes of Israel. They go out as evangelists around the world and talk about Jesus Christ. Even in the end time, God has an angel flying through the world. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. And many millions of people get saved. When they get saved, what most of them happen, they're dead. But absent from the body, present with the Lord. You see, that, that's, God's, that's God's solution. Now let's look at this verse again because there's a neat word there called until. Look at it again. And on the wing of the temple, he will set up that abomination that causes desolation. Now look at the end of verse 27. Until, say the word with me, until all our campuses, until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. Just turn to your neighbor and say this. God's judgment is coming. Say it with a nice smile right now. God's judgment is coming. So look at this verse. This is the end. I went to the end of Revelation just to show you what the judgment's going to look like. But the beast, the Antichrist, was captured. And with him, the false prophet, who had performed those miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshiped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, known as the lake of fire. We temporarily call it hell. So every person that never accepts Jesus Christ, person that accepts the 666 or whatever the mark of the beast is, but everybody that rebels, if you're here today and you're rebelling, well, I'm not going to go with that stuff. Here's your destination. This isn't a joke. This is promised all through the Bible. Well, I knew God was that kind of a God. No, no, no. He sent Jesus to get you out of hell. So you would never even think about going there. Right now, every person that's unsaved is headed to hell. You have to get on a different road. And the road is following Jesus Christ. Because you can't get rid of your sin. But notice that the lake of fire is where Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet will end forever. You'll be there with them. You don't want to go there. God never designed hell for people. He designed it for Satan. But if you rebel, 
That's where you go. I'm not trying to scare you. You know, if I could scare you into heaven, I would do it. But you know what? It would never last because somebody would scare you out of heaven. You have to make your own choice. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, that's great news. That's wonderful. But like, I'm not Jewish. What does that calendar have to do with me? Everything. Look at this amazing verse. Psalm 31, 15. David says this to God. God, my times are in your hands. Understand, all of history is in God's hands. Like the Jewish people, God has a calendar. Not just for the Jewish people. He has a calendar for you. For you guys in the balcony, in Vieira and Sebastian online. God has a calendar for you. He knows your days. You don't know when your day is going to end. You know this by heart. Life is not about you. Here's the three things that are priorities in time. God, people, and how we use our time. The most valuable thing you have is your time. You need to learn to use it right for God. Now, when you think about that, God knew that time was important. That's why we studied all this time, those 173,880 days. Amazing. How are you doing with your time? So God gave us, we're the church. What are we supposed to be doing? He gave us two amazing principles. Let me show you the first one. It's called the Great Commission. And Jesus, before he went to heaven, said this, therefore go and make disciples, not converts, disciples, of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he said, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. I taught you today Daniel chapter 9, part B. Why? Because it's in the Bible. And surely, God says, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So where are we to go? To all the world and share the gospel. We're the only ones that have good news. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't think I can do that. Oh, yes, you can. Anytime God commands us, he equips us. Let me show you this. The second one is a great empowerment. I love it. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes in you, and he'll come on you. He'll fill you with the Spirit, and you will be my what? Say it to me. My, my witnesses. What's that mean? You just tell people about Jesus because he has it. In where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Every place in the world, we're to take the good news. Because how many people does God want to perish? Zero. Well, how will they know unless we go with the good news? So my time here is not only to enjoy family and take vacations this summer and do all those kind of things. Those are fantastic. God knows that. But ultimately, I'm to be a witness to share the gospel and make disciples come to uh, make the opportunity for a person that's a convert to become a disciple. And that's repeated over and over and over again. And until the end of the age, we see that is always the heart of God. Don't forget this morning, this thing was about the Jewish people, but this thing is about you and me. Your time is in God's hands. God, people, and time. There are no greater priorities in life than your relationship with God, your relationship with others, and the use of your time. Today we learned from Pastor Mark that the Great Commission Jesus gave us was centered on these three priorities. As you look at your life today, what is most important? The Lord wants to use you for great things, and He's promised to empower you daily for His work. 
Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. How do we make the most of our life today when there's still eternity to come, which we can't see? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to keep an eternal perspective as heaven is our home. The world we see today is far different from the world we'll live in for eternity. Every step we take, every decision we make should be guided by the Lord who knows this earth is temporary. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Daniel. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry